You're listening to Comedy Central. Please welcome Diane Guerrero. Thank you for having me. Huge fan of yours from Orange is the New Black, and now you've gone on to do other great things. You're on uh, Superior Donuts now as well. You're on uh, Jane the Virgin. Do you ever sometimes confuse the characters because, like, sometimes you'll be moving between shows? Like, will you say a line, like, as Lena, like, but it's supposed to be a Maritza line? Will you ever do that? Like, <laughs> just be, like, hardcore in Superior Donuts, and people are like, uh, you're not in prison. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I try to be hardcore in everything that I do. Oh, you just like, keep it consistent? I just keep it very consistent. Oh, I like that. I that's, try to be hardcore. That's, like, a weird role to take with you. It's just like, yes, this is a kid's show, and I'm local. That's I know, what I am. I know. People actually, they try to, like, kind of, like, tone me down. Right, right, right. Yeah. You, 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 uh, play many different characters. Uh, but a lot of people know you from Orange is the New Black. Yeah. A, a character that in many ways, I guess, gave us a different insight into why someone would be in prison. Did many people connect to that character and her storyline? Yeah, it was, it was actually really great. I mean, I, when I first, you know, I signed on for the role, I was like, great, a uh, Latina woman in prison. I, that's, this is uh, far from what people expect from me. Right. Um, but as, as I got into it and how I saw people respond to it, it was, um, it was really, it was very real. And the stories that we got to tell were real. And, um, you know, I guess knowing what I know about myself now as the person who I am now, it's very fitting that that was my first break. Right. Um, to tell these kinds of stories. And do you think it makes a big difference to tell the stories that go beyond what we think of people? Because as you say, when you know more about the person, you see them as a human being. Is that, is that really important to you? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what I've tried to do my entire life is to have people see me as human. Right. Um, and with the stories that I tell, with my own life, with my, you know, telling stories of my community, it's, it's just humanizing my story. Right, and, and I think that's something you did amazingly in, in your memoir that you wrote in 2016. Like, you, you wrote a, a fascinating account of your story, and, and it's the book we have here, in, in the Country We Love, My Family Divided. Yes. And you tell a story of being a young American child who has two parents who are undocumented and they get deported. And you were 14 years old at the yes. time? How do you even begin to process the world when your parents have been taken away from you? Like, where, where do you begin in your mind? Um, well, it was something that I always had to live with. I mean, I lived with the fear of losing my family, of being separated. My family was, was very, was brutally honest with me. I mean, I was like five years old and they were, you know, telling me, look, this is what's going to happen. You know, right. you know I, I was like smoking a cigarette at five years old. I get it, Dad. <laughs> this is happening. Yeah, I know where the money is. Right. Um, not much money. <laughs> um, so I was always sort of preparing for this day and, um, hoping that it wouldn't happen, hoping right. that things would change, hoping that my parents would find a path for citizenship, but that day never came. Um, so when it happened, I just had to buck up, really. I just had to uh, take the words that, that my parents have had uh, left with me, and they told me to be strong and to continue following my dreams and, and living my life for me, and that's what right. I did. You, 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 you shared in the book, and honestly, it, it's heart-wrenching when it happens, because you tell the story of this young girl at the time who is living in a world where people don't seem to think about the ramifications of what happens. We, we have these discussions. We see people saying, well, take the kids away. I mean, you know, uh, Jeff Sessions just announced that they were, that's what they're going to be doing at the border, separating parents from the kids. Yeah. And people just say it like it's an arbitrary thing, but you were someone who was separated from your parents. Do you, like, is there a way you wish it would be different? Is there, is there something you wish they could do to try and change the way it is? Yeah. 
not separate families. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's as simple as that. And I, I guess. No, I, I know. No, no, and I, and I yeah. guess, and I guess what I'm saying to that is uh, because it is obvious. But I, I think what got me was how you had to live without them. That right. was the thing, because people weren't checking up on you, and that's, that's what you talk about right. in the book. Right, no, people don't understand what separation of family really looks like, and that's what I try to recount in my story. I just try to say, okay, um, there are huge consequences to separating families, not just for people who are undocumented, who um, apparently this country does not care about, but for U.S. citizens as well. Right. Um, and for me, I, I mean, it, it sort of felt, or it absolutely was that that I, my life was not counted as fully citizen, right. I suppose, because my parents were undocumented. And uh, we went through serious hardships, and many children uh, get left behind the way I did. And I was able to have a big imagination and, and continue my father's words to continue on living on my dream and working hard. And I mean, I really, t believe me, I, I would eat the American dream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'd be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing, you know, is kind of um, bootstraps and all. Right, um, right, really right. not understanding what the immigration system looked like, trying to figure out a way for myself, um, knowing that if I continue to work hard, if I was resourceful, that I was going to make it. But that's not the case for everyone. And for most kids, it's it's not a happy ending. Um, and I think that with my book, I just try to show my community in a different light. You know, 2016 was really tough for me. I, I'd never shared my story before. Right. And when I heard my community attacked, it was it was mind blowing because I mean I've always heard uh, undocumented uh, people be dehumanized and criminalized, but not in this way. And, right. Um, as I came to my own and I came to understand my truth and accept my truth, I was like this is something that I cannot let go and I can't let people talk like this about my community because I know the strength and the love that my community has. Um, and and I, I know this because I lived it. You lived it? Yes. You shared it. Um, your parents are really proud of you and you write about that in the book, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, thank you for being with us on the show and sharing your story again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. The season finale of Superior Donuts will air May 14th on CBS. My Family Divided will be available on July 17th and in The Country We Love is available now. Thank you, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.